2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to How Did We Get Here, the only podcast where we're talking about Morbius. Today's episode is the Morbific Mortification of Morbius 2022, and I just want to put this out here before you say anything. Uh, Morbific is a real word.
3: We were as surprised as you were.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I felt like we just needed some alliteration for this episode because this could be... We could use, like, the prefix of nearly every episode to describe what we're talking about. <laughs> I would say that this is the god-defying audacity of Morbius. This is the paradoxical zenith of Morbius. Like, there are several other words to be just, uh, to describe this, but what I... I don't know where you're one to take this, Zach, but uh-huh. I just think it is so funny that... Well, let's talk about the timeline here for the uninformed. Of course, yeah. Um, Morbius is the first... Uh, Marvel film to star their new hero, Morbius, not hero, but character, Morbius, mm-hmm. and uh, Jared Leto is playing that role. And, Previously,
3: the Joker jumping yep. across the aisle to go to uh, to yeah. Marvel and in grand fashion. And I would, the movie flopped upon release, which happens, you know. Sure.
2: I, I think it was probably one of the worst box office weekends a Marvel film has ever seen, <laughs> and... It it could have ended there, but I think it crossed that sacred line of it is so bad, it is now revered in pop culture, not in a positive yeah. light, but in like meme right? Like the internet, Twitter, everyone's it's Morbin time. Let's talk about Morbius. I, I'm a morbhead. What about you? Like it's it's polluting the whole internet and the big wigs, execs. Saw that Jared Leto even made a meme of it on his Twitter, which for me and killed it. And that killed kills it one hundred percent. It's the same energy as Obama saying "Thanks, Obama." It's the same energy yeah. as Hillary dabbing on Ellen. That's she didn't make that. That doesn't revolve around her, but she did kill dabbing. Pokemon at least have, go yeah. to the
3: polls. Yeah it, yeah, it felt like once you're in on it, especially for somebody like Jared Leto who has not been able from from all reports has not been able to show a modicum of self-awareness like yeah somebody just told him to do this and he's like okay i guess that'd be funny he has no idea what he's doing
2: yeah and the video that he had was him oh don't no, look at the script and then it reveals a script that says morbius 2 it's Morbin time and then curb your enthusiasm theme plays which very funny very I, I i think it's very funny and silly so anyways Bigwig execs saw that It's Morbid Time was trending for five consecutive days, so they made a quick decision to put Morbius back in theaters in hopes of riding this newfound success. And (laughs) how funny is it that it flopped even harder than the first time? Because real Uh, Morbius fans do not watch Morbius.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they don't need to. They already know the story. They've read it on Wikipedia, and that's all they need to know. It doesn't Dude. even say it's Mormon time in the film, so why bother? Well, of course not. Why would it? That would be insane if it did. But he in absolutely sequel, will. If there's a, se- a sequel, oh my god, one hundred percent, they say it. No question. If they do a sequel, they're going to do the Watch Dogs thing. Where if you remember Watch Dogs, so there was a game called Watch Dogs. It was like all serious in the first yeah. game, and it was like all about hacking and like being in Chicago, blah blah blah. And people were like this is too dark. And then they're like, all right, fuck it. And then the second time, they went super like out there and goofy and silly. That's what Mor- Morbius is just going to try to become like Venom, yeah. I think, and like go crazy. But it's, it's not going to work. It's a slice of life. It's, yeah, it's going to be awful too. It's just, oh God, what a miscalculation.
2: I I can see how if you're out of touch with the internet culture, how you might think oh, the kids are talking about it. They'll want to see it. Because I did have a fear. As soon as they put right. that out, I was like, oh my God, we are not just about to give this company more money. And I am happy to report that of all the thousand theaters that they sold, <laughs> their their Friday box office was uh, $85,000, which if you do the math, it averages roughly to 40 tickets sold per theater. Which is so
3: sad. That is honestly. not even a full
2: showing for one showing. Mm. <laughs>
3: Honestly, does that pay for like the staff to run the film? I don't the, think so. The, the The truck to deliver the fi- I feel like that doesn't even cover the overhead to get that in theaters. I I think the other also. I don't think they do film in theaters anymore. No, what do? You- oh, they probably just said it digitally. Digital. Don't they I yeah. don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I don't know. What- I, I, I do thought they miss- had like a big film reel <laughs> with um, Morbius on it. Yeah, so I think the cost of production is
2: a little lower than what you're pitching. Okay, sure. But I just think the 40 tickets rough, right? Like, that's an average. That means some places probably sold 100 plus tickets per theater. Right. And some probably sold zero.
3: They're probably Morbius being played to an empty audience. Just nobody in the crowd. Multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. The saddest thing you've ever seen. Teens are sneaking into the theater after their actual good movie and just finding nobody else in there all alone. Like I didn't see Morbius and I kind of wanted to see it
2: for um, just the sake of like, you know, I could even do it. A- I saw Morbius, so you don't have to.
3: Yeah, to but, say that you had, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I'd love to just talk about it because I really know nothing about it. But I I think there's also an anomaly present of a Marvel film flopping as hard as it has, because I feel like they have the power to not let that happen.
3: They have like the most dedicated, largest marketing arm on the planet, and they still—I don't know how did how did they how does this still flop so hard? I think I, I got to be honest. I think it's Jared Leto, bro. I place the think blame it I think squarely. It's absolutely him because they put you know Venom is sort of like, a, I guess, an exciting character. Everybody loves Venom, whatever. Morbius, like, nobody knows about, but if you put a cool character or a cool actor in that line or in that spot, I think it'd be better. Like, in the same way that Doctor Strange, people care about Doctor Strange now because they like that Benedict uh, guy. Yeah. But Jared Leto is just poison, I think, I agree. at this point. At least as a leading man. He can't lead it, bro.
2: I, I think the other thing with this is they kind of abandoned the Marvel formula Because I feel with a lot of these newer films, they always introduce them in like another Marvel film. And then they kind of like you saw them in something else. And now you want to see more of them. Yeah. I, when Dr. Strange came out, I didn't watch it at first. I didn't care about him. And then I started seeing him in like Avengers movies. And then I go, okay, yeah, I'll go back and watch that. And now he's one of my favorites. I marketing worked. It's a vertical integration within their own IP. Yeah. Like, I know everyone wants to see Spider-Man, of course, but, like, Spider-Man's first appearance, you know, was met with controversy because people were like, oh, Tom Holland looks too young to be Spider-Man. I remember that, he right? He Then people start talking about Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire and everything. And people didn't think he had it in him. And I think people were, like, kind of vetoing Tom Holland at first. And then they saw him in Civil War. They, like, Spider-Man debuted in Civil War, which was, which was
3: like, their biggest film. One of yeah. them. It, it I feel like every time any character gets recast in that regard, and it's weird that Spider-Man has become, like, a movie character now in that way because you see the same people arguing about, like, Comics. I don't know, James Bond. Oh, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, people are mad about who's going to play James Bond, what it's going to be like, and it's like Spider-Man isn't. You know, to go from a comic book character to a movie character that somebody takes up the role. I mean, you see the same thing with Batman and Joker, but at least they were established in like the 80s. Spider-Man is so recent still in a lot of people's minds that uh, I don't know. The fact that people think it's like it's a it's a reverent thing when there's only been three of them is kind of shocking to me.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I I just like the culture of it because like, if they just made a movie, which No Way Home, right? Like, if they just made that film without any of the real-life history happening. Yeah. Like, no, like, having three man would wouldn't have been as cool. Like, say Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. right? I, one of my favorite films, beautiful animation, inspired the entire industry. But, like, when they revealed other spider man I was just like, oh, that's cool, you know? But when they reveal Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, I'm, like, popping out
3: of my chair. Like, holy shit, that's awesome. Well, because you have a you have an attachment to it, and also because yeah. it like from behind the scenes, it's cool that like it's not just cool to see them, but it's cool to see them doing well. If that makes yeah. sense, like you know when actors like like the Brendan Fraser thing, everybody's sad about that, right? Like the guy's life sort of went off the rails. When you see Tobey Maguire and he's looking good and doing well, he could still do these movies. It's like, oh, cool. I'm happy for him. You know, mm-hmm. outside of the movie, even.
2: Yeah, and they portrayed them all really well like it just yeah they were different too cool and speaking of like actors changing and everything like that gonna Uh shift off morbius real quick as funny as that is uh i want to talk about um doctor who yuck thank you but (laughs) how aware are you of that series
3: vaguely i know it's like the whole point is he's he can assume any shape. So there's a new actor all the time and he changes and it's, and it's, it's just an ongoing sci-fi show, right? Yes. It's just, it it yeah. will never end. But right. what I think is really funny is how that trend started.
2: They did not plan for the doctor to regenerate like that.
1: Oh, I didn't first, know that.
2: The first doctor was a, like the doctor who was a success right out the gate. And then the first actor died. Oh, my God. Like, while filming? No, not on set, but yes. Like Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah.
3: But yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. He
2: died. And the, the producers go, oh, no. <laughs> our cash cow. How can we ever fix this one? So then off screen, the doctor regenerated and took a new form. That's insane. I didn't know that's how it started. Yeah. I th- it's been a little bit since I've looked into that so some of my details might be a little muddy but I at least guarantee know that the first regeneration happened off, off camera how did he die do you know uh, uh, no I feel like we can get a, a little birdie in our ear to inform us of that one because there okay. have been uh, I think there's like they're going on like 14 or 15 doctors right now
3: Jeez. Um, Uh, yeah. yeah apparently 13 Currently, says I, uh, I says see that from production.
2: producer, but I know that number is wrong. Oh, caught him! Yeah, because um, you get to glue the word Yeah, I could. There, you, there's more, but oh, um, man, yes. yeah. So they recently had their first female doctor, which okay. was probably was was met with controversy, as you'd Absolutely. imagine. Always, and now
3: I'm excited to see how this one goes. Um, have you seen Sex Education? No, that's the one with Asa Butterfield, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I know about it, but I've never actually watched it. Do you know his friend in that, Eric? I do not, know. Okay, well, he's the new doctor, and
2: that is shocking to me. Okay.
3: Is he, like, young? That's a Those are young
2: guys, right? I I do not know how he is in real life, but the show Sex Education portrays him. He is young, gay, and black, and I'm very curious to how people are going to respond to that one.
0: Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: ba 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 ba
3: Are people mad about a black Doctor Who? I don't
2: Probably. know. I don't. I haven't That'd really followed it. I think it'd yeah. be weird now. Um, I do wonder how they're going to portray him, because I think the woman Doctor was a lot for some people. Sure,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always a, a weird conversation. I've seen people like... That you know, going back to James Bond, I think I've heard somewhere that the next James Bond or James Bond is going to be a black woman, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that's a James Bond. I think that's the code name 007. So yeah, she's not James Bond, of she's course. just that agent number, which is like fine. Yeah. You know, who cares about that? I, I think the issue is like when you just uproot an entire character, that's what people get upset about, and mm-hmm. obviously, some people get weirder. I, I feel like when it comes to Doctor Who, when it comes to like regeneration. Like, that's not the same as having, like, the the adventures of this world-renowned super spy that ostensibly would be over one lifetime. As opposed to Doctor Who, which is just a guy in the universe that can change all of his molecules. Like, that could be anything, right? Yeah. Doctor Who could be a dog. Who cares? <laughs> I don't even like, care. Honestly, dude. that's slap, though. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that would kind of go crazy now that I think about it.
2: I think, so with Doctor Who, they, like... There's like an antithesis to the doctor called the master, who's pretty much like regeneration bad guy. Okay. And before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they, before they made the doctor a woman, they made the master a woman first. And I feel like that was kind of just like, how do we feel about this? (laughs) How do we? Huh? Dipping their toe.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're not that misogynistic anymore, right? No, we'll just make our main bad guy a woman first. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> she just nags Doctor Who the whole show. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, Hold on. I have a question. Hold on. Yeah. I, I This is something that came up earlier, but I didn't get to see it. I'm curious. Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation is the second highest grossing vampire movie of all time. What do you think is number one? I mean, I feel like I'm going to be wrong saying Dracula. I'm wondering that, too. Or is it Twilight,
2: right? Uh, okay, hear me out. Uh Uh-huh. I I feel like Twilight doesn't satisfy the vampire movie because if it did, I don't think Hotel Transylvania would break into, like, New Moon and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong.
3: I know kids love Hotel Transylvania. Also, what
2: a stacked roster that movie
3: has. yeah. That, I, I didn't realize how huge that movie was until... Dude, I didn't know Adam Sandler was fucking Dracula.
2: Yeah, like, he's Dracula.
3: Like,
0: <laughs>
2: I, I think it's really easy to write uh, Adam Sandler off as this funny guy. Yeah. But he has one of the most decorated careers of anyone.
3: Yeah, no question. Yeah, I, I can't believe, like, he's done all the stuff that he has. Mal and I watched The Wedding Singer the other night. Have you seen mm-hmm. that movie? Yes, love it. It's so different. Yeah. Like, because we watch, like, Billy Madison, Waterboy, you know, all that stuff. And it's all kind of the same. Little Nicky is, like, a little weird, but it's all nor- It Like, there are a few things that Adam Sandler always does. But Wedding Singer is, like, very hokey rom-com. Like, it's yeah. it's very uh, clean in a lot of ways. It's good, though.
2: hmm
3: Yeah, I'm looking
2: at this film right now. Oh, it's Twilight Eclipse. Okay, so... Oh, is Eclipse hmm. the last one? It would be, right? Yeah, gotcha. It has I to thought be. there were like two parts. No, that was just the books. Uh, anyways, yeah, Hotel Transylvania has Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez. Also, let's talk about how there have been many renaissance of uh, just goth GF culture. Of course. In media. But oh, I really God. <laughs> think Hotel Transylvania was like. Left a large footprint stepping towards that with Mavis.
3: Oh, absolutely. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen that girl. That's I've my point. I've seen her plenty. Yeah. <laughs> You're only adding to it. That's, I've only seen, yeah. No, absolutely. I feel like there's like. You knew you the goth th- GF was in it before Adam Sandler was in the film. Yeah. <laughs> I think that says a lot. I didn't know she was a vampire. I just thought she was like, you know, a a, a goth girl. But no, she's she's Dracula's daughter. What's crazy is I feel like you could track, like, modern beauty standards yeah. by the hot... Animated spinoffs? Yeah, kind of, because, like, Lola Bunny was big for her time, right? You've got this girl, you Betty Boop, uh, mm. Jessica Rabbit. Like, it's kind of interesting that these guys sort of take a snapshot of what is attractive at that time. Although I guess mm-hmm. this goth girl GF is, like... Eternal. Not the same, like... Well, she's eternal, but also like it's not oh, like no, I mean the the presence of Goth GF in media, it's always Oh, absolutely. Eternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always around. But she's not even like supposed to be a cute character, right? It's not like she's designed for that. It's just the internet is yeah. weird, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. The internet is weird. So it's it's totally different. But I think something that I have been made
2: aware of is like let's compare modern culture to the Breakfast Club. Ah, sure. Okay. And I think, I don't think that movie could work today.
1: Uh,
2: Hear me out. I don't think archetypes are as simple as they were back then. Because, you know, it tackles um, the the goth GF just right, being yeah. goth for just because. Like, the pretty girl is snooty. The jock is a jock. And the quiet kid has suicidal thoughts. You know, like, all these characters, all these archetypes, it's just, like, back then, you're like, oh, my God, he wants to kill himself, but he's so sweet and nice, you know? And it's just, like, that doesn't work anymore. People are too aware of mental health nowadays. Sure, yeah. And I think, like, just having, like, goth attire isn't necessarily rooted in anger, depression, self-harm. Right, yeah. Like, it's, it's just different like i don't think that movie it holds up don't get me wrong yeah of course but it hell holds up as a time capsule for what the world was like right then because i think people are just so much more openly complicated now than they were then
3: yeah i i I think that there's probably like something to be said for the fact that you felt like you had to behave a certain way back then because there's no way to communicate outside of like Let's say that you're trying to meet friends in in high school or communicate or you know try to join a social circle. Back then it's like pre social media. To, yeah, pre social media you have to present as I'm a jock, I'm a bully, you know whatever and that's how you keep getting these What um, do bullies wear? Apparently this this denim jacket with yeah. the uh <laughs> with the with the with the flannel shirt underneath, leather jacket maybe, <laughs> you know, like uh but it's like you kind of have to do that thing. Meanwhile, now I feel like with how open expression is, and like you said, social media, it's probably way easier to find you know yeah. people that, that share your interests, or like, you could be a lot more open with the stuff that you're into, because there's a lot more ways of expressing it. Yeah. But my point, kind of like how I got this, is like, goth yeah, yeah. girls are popular now.
2: Sure. It's, it's like a style more so than a lifestyle.
3: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like as yeah. opposed to like Not back always, then it was like it would encompass every like if a girl yeah. listens to the cure, like that's everything all the time. Yeah. As opposed to like a style that you can dip in and out of. Yeah,
2: it's it's so much more accepted. Like all black is is a statement, more so sure, than, yeah. Uh
3: lifestyle choice. I'm looking at the cast right now because I've never seen Breakfast Club, but i, j- I know oh, really? the dates of it. I know how yeah. it goes, you of know. Of course. Uh, I, The only thing I don't know is this last kid, because I know Emilio Estevez is the jock, the other kid is mm-hmm. the bully whose dad is mean, Uh, the goth girl, blah, 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 and then Molly Ringwald. Who's the last guy? I'm looking at it right now, the guy in the green sweater. Do you know who I'm talking about? Anthony um, Michael Hall, that's who Anthony played him. That's yeah. what it is. What's his deal? Is he an artist? He's probably an artist, right?
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's Just for Drinks?
2: Oh, he's a nerd? Okay, he's the producer's who, telling me he's the nerd guy. Yeah, he's okay. the nerd who is not happy. Okay, yeah. got you. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, so I I think that movie holds up. I just don't know if it would today. It's just, I feel like there are so many different passing trends. Just mm-hmm. in, again, as you said, each major piece of media is a time capsule sure. for what it is. And I feel like, Somehow, you just have some eternal monarchs of media, like, like, say you're Mickey Mouse, right? Like that dude sure, is yeah. never changing,
3: yeah. He's going to stay the same forever. Uh, th- actually, this reminds me talking about Mickey Mouse. Uh, I was watching a show. My daughter loves Mickey Mouse Funhouse, which is a show that's on Disney Plus. Guess who showed up. It has up.
2: been syndicated to Helen back. Also, I know what you're talking about, the Mortimer yeah. Mouse episode. Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, it.
3: okay. Yeah, he showed up, bro. He showed up and I was like, oh my God, I got to tell Jacob about this. Did you More see the aware. episode? Yes, I have. Dude, he's an asshole. They make him an a complete asshole in that one. He's just trying to go, like the, the, what kills me is that he's so charismatic. Mickey, okay, for anybody that doesn't know, the whole point is that Mortimer shows up for one episode and he's a guest and they were supposed to go to the beach, and Mortimer's like, actually, I want to go to ancient Greece. So they go to Greece instead, and Mickey is just following him everywhere. And Minnie's like, hey, that guy's kind of a jackass. Stop following him. But Mickey wants to be a nice host, so he mm-hmm. just follows him all over the place. And Mortimer, who is here for this one episode, is j- makes a terrible impression.
2: I think you would be in the same position if you... We're just pushed to the side for so long and ignored, <laughs> and now suddenly the cameras are rolling, and now Mickey wants to be a good host? Come on.
3: Sure. I guess you got to make your minutes count. Yeah. Yeah. You get one episode. You better make it all about you and not just going yeah. to the beach. I hear yeah, that. No, I, I have some
2: sympathy for the guy.
3: <laughs> he wore a nice green sweater. Yeah. Hey, did you know that Dracula Dead and Loving It is the 40th grossing vampire movie of all time? What if I said yes? Also, is that a porn? No. No. Dead and Loving It? That's not sexy. Well, I guess love. Come on,
2: man. Love is. <laughs> Get your mind in the gutter. You are completely wrong.
3: I, I guess so. I guess I could. That, that reeks of smut. That sounds like a romp. Yeah, that sounds like a Dracula. Yeah. But that's the Leslie Nielsen one. I saw that one in theaters. My mom took me to that for some goddamn – I was like 10 or 11. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I don't remember it at all. I don't remember laughing once either. It was like sort of in the vein of airplane. I feel mm-hmm. like I – w- I, w- I wanted to get to this point. So you were talking about how you can't make bref- Breakfast Club today. Do they still make like teen romps like that or like teen movies in general? Give me gener- a- like- another example. Uh d- well this is a totally different time period but like you remember that early two thousands period with like American Pie she's all yeah. that I mean that was like um, full of
2: raunchy comedies I think that like early two thousands was home to raunchy comedies
3: right but not Do you even, have a favorite yeah, I I mean I liked uh, oh God what was it not she's all that there's another one um oh my God it was about a party can't hardly wait is that it. I can't remember. There was one that was like a party like that, and they're all going to a party like all the other ones. It's not Sixteen Candles. No, that one's in the 80s. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it has Seth Green as a stoner. And oh, I think
2: well, Usher's in it? The movie I'm describing also has Seth Green in it. Different Wait, what? movie. what? Uh,
3: my favorite raunchy comedy is Sex Drive. That's the one. I th- I was thinking of Eurotrip, but those are two different movies. I remember They sex are. Drive. They're very yeah. similar. Um
2: I think what's so funny was the Sex Drive. It's it's just a funny film. I don't remember it very well. Dude drives across the country, get laid, doesn't whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um runs into Amish Seth Green, also James Marsden is there. And I remember that. I've seen it too. Oh yeah. my God, that took forever. Okay, now I remember. I would highly suggest purchasing the unrated version and watching it on, I'm sure they sell it on like iTunes digitally or like a DVD. Sure. As prehistoric as that sounds. But what's so funny about it is that um, they, of course, in the un- unrated version, they have like some scenes that were like censored through like women's tops or like jokes about man's cocks or something that you know sure. you don't really show it. Um there's just there's one scene where like you know you see you see more tits than you expected and then you also see like there's this shot of them talking to a guy and they're alluding to his balls being out and the whole scene does not sh- alter shots between the characters talking. It okay. stays on the balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's stuff like that that I think is funny, but because they really wanted to make it uh, more unrated, right? They just green screened naked people into the background of several shots. And it's like, <laughs> like, they're like facing the camera and waving, you know, like it's, it is completely immersion breaking and I think it is the funniest shit ever.
3: So they did extra work to yeah. make sure that there were more naked people in the movie. They had to like schedule film shoots and stuff mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is quite a choice to make. That takes so much more effort. Oh my god! Yeah, I think it's hilarious. That's insane. There was there was a period where it felt like everybody was trying to out, like, I don't know, out shock other people, trying to put out the most shocking. Yeah. Thi- there was a. Uh, did you ever hear of or play BMX XXX? Um. Yes, I think. Yeah. Uh. So in case you guys don't know, there Tony Hawk was huge. There's a game called Tony Hawk, very fun, very arcadey. A few people tried it with other things. I think there was a surfing game, a BMX game with uh, Matt something. I don't remember his name. And uh, they made one called BMX XXX. I think it was made by Activision or Acclaim. I can't remember. And it literally was just a Tony Hawk game, but on a bike. And the girls got naked. And if you did well enough, you could unlock striptease cutscenes for completing the game. Mhm. And it's like who is this for? <laughs> who wants these two worlds to collide? It was so bizarre.
2: You know who else has done something similar to that? Nintendo. What? Yep. When? In the original Metroid.
3: Oh, come on. That doesn't count. Yes it does. No it doesn't. She was just where wearing- Hold on, let me look at no, the no, no 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 again. no 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 no.
2: At the end of the game, based on how well you do, she reveals more clothes or less clothes. Yeah, but she's never like... She's bikini. Yeah. Like, okay, dude, it's pixels, right? Like, it's at the time they gave you as much (laughs) as they possibly could. I'm sorry that her
3: tits aren't super HD 4000 polygons. I'm looking at it now, and there's a difference of like... 10 pixel colors like they're just skin colored instead of red but you're right that they are uh, okay what did you want them to pop up a jpeg for you i i, I don't know what i wanted maybe a sound but like a very bit crushed soundbite of her saying thank you in a sexy voice then i would believe it i mean okay i think it's it's one it's like
2: conflicting right because like samus is supposed to be oh she's so feminine and badass and you don't right, know yeah. she's a woman until the end but then it's like they don't really like I don't know. They went through this weird pattern of like, should we make her sexualized? Yeah, no. Oh. What? okay, yeah, maybe no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Nintendo, because I mean Metroid got handed off to so many different people. Right. They didn't yeah. know. Like they tried to Samus has had so many different personalities where like at the core, she's silent, stoic, badass. Right. Like if she is I think it proposes an interesting argument that like just because she's sexualized doesn't mean she's not badass, that's right. on you and your shallow thinking if you <laughs> come to that conclusion. but I think it's cool to make her sexualized and in like just being conventionally attractive, you know, it's not right like characters are drawing attention to her. It's you, it's you, the pervert, who's saying, oh, they made her too sexualized to be badass,
3: yeah, she right. could just be pretty. Like, yeah. there are pretty people in the world that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with their personality. Yeah. I I, I think that it's, it's I, I, I don't know how you approach it delicately, I guess. And I think a lot of whoever's making the Metroid at the time, like, mm-hmm. usually they just ignore it. So, like, Metroid Dread had nothing to do with it. Like, you see Samus a few times out of her suit, but it's like, you don't really call attention to it. And to be fair, she's
2: never... It's incredible.
3: Yeah, and she's never really interacting with people. Like, the whole point of those games is isolation. But there was that thing with, uh, was it Team Ninja? I can't remember. Or Uh, the other one. Other M. Other M. Yeah, did you play that? Yes. Well,
2: I didn't finish it, but I did play it. And God, they ruined Samus' character. That's what I've heard,
3: is that they made her, like, this sniveling, like, very weak... They just made her chatty. Like, like Samus is stoic. And now she talks. Well, wasn't it like the first one? It's supposed to be like the, her first mission ever. So the idea is like she hasn't been battle hardened or whatever. I don't know if any of this is true. I'm just I'm and trying also, to spitball.
2: They made her. Uh, t- t- um, I think it's a combination of they kind of butchered the character and then uh-huh. made her incredibly, should I say, bodacious? Hmm. Okay, Sure. And then that design got put into
3: Smash Four, right? And <laughs> do you remember her like tennis ball boobs she had? Oh, in that I do. Game? I do. They were uh, they they didn't. I, I don't know how to put it. They were like bolted on. They yeah. were very. They had no
2: physics. It was just like, and there was no like natural teardrop shape to it. It was just a tennis ball.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that because everybody made a big deal about it. Like everybody was like, "Look at this." I'm like, "I, I didn't I wouldn't have even noticed." But what even said it worse is that um
2: in the in Smash Ultimate, they were kind of like, "Yeah, she does look like a blow-up doll. We should fix that." <laughs> and then they kind of gave her much more
1: naturally Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich.
2: incels from the Smash community who have never seen a naked woman, and was just saying like, oh, her boobs got nerfed.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, the nerf thing. They also yeah. said that for Snake, though. Yeah, they did. Is, but I remember Equality. They, like, now let's talk yeah. about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Snake's, uh, Snake's yeah. ass used to be way bigger in Brawl. Like, a lot bigger. And his hitboxes. Uh, yeah, well, everything, baby. He was supposed <laughs> to be huge, apparently. He was supposed to be like 10 feet tall like Rosalina size but they brought him down a little bit but I, I feel like Samus is an interesting thing cause like her character isn't really a character like I've played a bunch of Metroid games Yeah, I couldn't tell you much about her other than she's quiet and kills stuff I think that is the character but though. I guess like, that's
2: it. it I don't think they're trying to write like a super um, deep character cause at the same time you have enough there like she's set out bounty hunter, Ridley killed her parents. Say V,
3: sure, yeah. I've 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 had this thought about Ridley a lot because I don't know what the hell he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this like he's supposed to be this pirate who takes space tech, but he's naked. I feel like I can't take him seriously because he's naked. You know what if I mean? Ridley's naked. Like, yeah, because he's if you're naked, you're an animal. So that means that you, I would imagine, him being naked means oh he's just an animal that acts on instinct, and his instinct is cruelty. But he's apparently really smart and he steals technology, but he doesn't wear any of it. I don't know. I think about Ridley a lot. I think the thing about Ridley, um, I have had a
2: lot of friends who are like super into Metroid and like told me about it because there's like a whole uh, manga for it. Sure, and. It really, like, reveals a lot of, like, Ridley's character because dude is just, like, a cunning, teasing asshole. And I think <laughs> that's really fun. He's, like, just mean? Well, yes, but it's in a way of, like, let's say you're battling him and he okay. knows how to get in your head and to get you off balance, like, mentally. He'll, he'll like, he'll say shit to get in your head. Oh, mid so he's a, he's a shit talker. He's, yeah. I
3: don't understand why, how, like, the word cunning seems so weird there because cunning implies a level of like sentience and intelligence that i just have not seen in that guy at least not in the games i feel like he's a lot more talky in other media well i think you
2: might have a misunderstanding of the word cunning because to get you the proper definition it's just having or showing skill in achieving one's end by deceit or evasion
3: okay and i feel like that is pretty fitting to the character we're portraying sure okay Whenever I hear cunning, I just think of Slytherin because it's kind of like, I don't know. Cunning Rowling has really always been like all four of those in a box. S-
2: snar- like successfully snarky. Okay. That's kind of how I've
3: seen it. Sure. He's pirate smart. <laughs> He's pirate smart. Yeah. There you go. Apparently Colin Farrell, Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender, Kev DeVishian, uh Jason Siegel, Vigo Mortensen, and Ben Stiller. This is the next topic. Yeah, we're, we're I just hard pivoting from that. I'm I'm going way back because I'm shocked by this. I, okay. I think this is interesting. Uh mm-hmm. this 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 we're going off of Ridley. All you, of these uh, men. Wait, hold up. Yep.
2: Everyone listening, would you like to just take a quick guess to yourself for the person sitting next to you? Um what do you think all these famous <laughs> actors have in common? Just think it over for a second. Let's make a game out of this. Some perennial stars,
3: some legends of of film and screen, because I know one of you out there is getting this question right. What have all of these people done? They've all shown their testicles on camera. Now, the reason that I think this is interesting is because I think there's a whole culture around women showing their breasts on camera, right? You've got Mr. Yeah. Skin. You've got, like, a, a bunch of sites dedicated to that. I, I I don't think this is common knowledge. Like, all these guys having shown their uh, their testicles on screen. I feel like a lot of people, I never knew any of them did it, except I think Jason Siegel. I think I've seen, that was it for getting Sarah Marshall. I do remember that part. I think what else is funny <laughs> is, like, the the most famous one, I think it's
2: so strange how where Hollywood draws the lines like they want every woman to do like a topless oh, yeah. <laughs> somewhere or something. But for most of these shots, they get prosthetic prosthetic testicles for this. Like, let's think of Brothers, right? Remember when Will Ferrell teabagged John C. Riley's drum set? Yeah, right. Those are not real testicles.
3: No. Like, whip your balls out like a man or something. <laughs> are what? all of these real do we know because they they should be right otherwise it doesn't count i have no idea i i i i i feel like they have to be real otherwise i don't okay our producer yeah. got it from the internet which means it's all real it's all true all of yeah. these things happened i'm
2: looking at um actors who have done uh nude scenes because i'm just i'm just uh I'm curious, you know. It's a long list. Um, it, It's it's not written very well, but also Bradley Cooper's on this list. No way! Yeah, and this is, like, I feel like a lot of nude scenes are early career moves, right? Right, it's sure, like, yeah. I remember listening to, uh, like, a director's commentary on Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny, back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And there's this one scene where, um, like, um jack leaves kyle or kyle leaves jack and he's walking on the side of the road he's kyle's like in the car with these girls going off and they all like supposed to be like ha loser they flash them as they're walking off or driving off Uh they've cast these girls they film scenes and then they were like okay so now you reveal your tits and they're like no we didn't sign on for that and they're like oh well fuck (laughs) and they just said they're like well will you wear like a like a flesh-colored bra, perhaps? And they're like, yeah, we can do that. So then they that's how they filmed the scene. But it's just like, it's, you know, in that moment, if they said that in the audition, they wouldn't have gotten the role. Right, right? yeah. It's, doing nude scenes puts you in an echelon of actors who won't. And some do it to preserve their potential career, but some do it to get ahead. And that's that's why you notice a lot of actors will typically do nude scenes in their earlier career and not their later. Like I think Game of Thrones is home to it, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they it, turned Amelia
3: Clark into a star and then suddenly she didn't have to be naked. I actually what's interesting is I was gonna bring that up too, because there's a scene in that show where Game Lena he- Heady, yeah, Lena Hetty, whatever her name is, the uh the main woman, the Cersei, that's yeah. it. Yeah, she's naked, and she gets, like, dragged through the town. That's the whole shame scene with the bell, and she's dragged through the town naked, and everybody is throwing shit at her, and she's dirty, whatever. Um, She was not naked for that scene. That's CGI and, I think, a body double Mm -hmm. in certain shots, which is like, huh, it's interesting because on the show, everybody else gets naked so often. I'm not knocking her for it, but it's interesting as a conversation because you're right. Like, some people just won't do it and choose yeah. not to. But I do think it's like, it does help you out as fucked up as it is. Yeah. But not if you're a guy because all these guys, I, I feel like all these scenes are probably played for laughs. Like, yeah. I know the Jason Segel one is a bit. <laughs> it's it's like just when, I wish
2: they were to show mo- more cock in media. Just like, let's normalize both a little bit. Like, I know that, the naked female is more conventionally attractive to the mass right, media, yeah. but like,
3: let, let's at least make it feel like the men are trying to. I, like, I f- it, whenever I see a guy, whenever mm-hmm. I see a guy's genitalia on screen, it's still like a oh, they did yeah. that. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like
2: a oh, I can't believe they would do that after seeing like thirty individual pairs of tits. Right. Yeah.
3: Although I guess I feel that way about a vagina. If I see full frontal, I'm like, oh, jeez. ooh, goodness, yeah, Down there, it's just huh?
2: Like just something about like the tits where it's just like, oh, that's like not personal
3: enough. <laughs> the fine I line. More. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a European thing, though, right? Because like in Europe, it's like they have that shit on TV. It's yeah, like we, it, it's open.
2: You know, if we want to compare the two, I have a very great, grand example. Sure. Of let's talk about Wolf of Wall Street right? Oh, let's, we, we have before, but Margaret Robbie very early in her career. Right. Um, has not just like a nude scene, a like incredibly well composed, like the shot composition is phenomenal. And she just walks up behind a door full frontal. And then it's juxtaposed with Leonardo DiCaprio, not using a body double, by the way, but in the whole film, he's ha- having sex multiple times and right. every single angle protects the goods, you know, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't have to be naked, but she does. And I think it's, it's, it's a little fucked.
3: It is. Yeah. You wonder if he made that, that, that demand or if it was just sort of expected. Yeah. You know, I, I cause like it, it, they probably filmed it with the, that mind that like he wouldn't be seen. Although, you know, yeah. I feel like he's dedicated to his craft. There's that whole story about his scene in Django Unchained where he like, Cuts his hand really bad on the glass, but he keeps going. Like yeah, he I feel stays like in character. Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't be shy about it. But no. I also think if you're the director, who was it, Scorsese? I forget who did a uh, Wall Street. Um, but I feel like if you're the director, you're like, all right, we got to protect Leo. <laughs> Don't show Leo's ass. Absolutely not. Oh, they do show his ass several times. <laughs> and yes, it was Scorsese, by the way. But there we go. Okay. I
2: also I think we've talked about this before. We've mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio's absorbent sex life, right?
3: Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 headphone thing. I still remember yeah, that. He scouts you, out you girls at that.
2: parties, takes them back to the room, leaves his AirPods in, does his business, leaves. Another day at the office. Unbelievable. They, dude, it's a different life. It's
3: absurd. Yeah, I could not imagine that ever. That level of decadence. I mean, I bet Jared Leto does some fucked up shit, right? I mean, yes, he actually does. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm sure he's a little eccentric,
2: right? I mean, there's. Oh. Zach, I'm going to put this in the nicest way possible. You do not understand the rabbit hole you're walking down. We
3: should change oh, really? the topic. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. All right. We'll cut the. Uh, we'll cut. <laughs> we'll cut this part. Cut this, Please. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't know what I'm not up to speed. Okay.
2: Uh, but could you imagine just feeling confident enough to walk into any party and just assume that any woman of your choosing would probably realistically want to have sex with you?
3: There's a level of power there, right? I, yeah. I feel like it's only reserved for like... There's maybe been like 5,000 people in the Earth's history that could do that. You know what I mean? Through a mix yeah. of like attractiveness, power, uh, money, wealth. There's only yeah. so many people that could make I, that happen.
2: I think we can compare... My favorite comparison... I think this one is a little mean, but you can look at John Mayer versus Ed Sheeran, right? Sure. Like, they are both two of the most talented guitarists in the, like, pop culture right now. Like, (laughs) Uh they are phenomenal, but they have incredibly different reputations. Right.
1: Like. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich
2: Ed Sheeran looked like John Mayer. And I hate to say that, but people would revere him in a such different light.
3: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I do think that it also, because Ed Sheeran is Ed Sheeran, it allows the music to come a little bit more to the forefront. No, that's exactly
2: what I think.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, because John Mayer is like respected as an artist, but I feel like more people... Just see him as this like faux romantic himbo kind of dipshit. Yeah. And, and and like a like a bro. And Ed Sheeran is this doofy, silly, like a almost like a like a gnome kind of guy mm-hmm. <laughs> who is you know what I mean? But he's yeah. like sentimental and he's earnest and well-meaning. Yeah. Uh part of that might just be because of their love lives, because apparently John Mayer has been like with a lot of women and they all come away feeling mad about it. Yeah, I think that
2: was, like, a lot of his earlier reputation because, like, he was, you know, in his 20s, famous, and a guitarist. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think, like, for him, he definitely just did what he felt like he was able to. Sure. And I am a big John Mayer fan, especially of his his music and of the John Mayer trio, if you want to hear some people tearing
3: it up. I was gonna say I I really liked the trio albums. Um, yeah. The the was it try I think it was called I yeah that that's a good album.
2: Oh my god! I met Aaron Sterling, the, the the John Mayer's drummer.
3: Really? Yeah. What was that like? Um, I was in Nashville, Tennessee. Wait, have we talked about this? I remember you Maybe. telling me you met at you met uh somebody in Nashville, Tennessee. I didn't know it was this guy though.
2: Okay, so maybe, it, yeah, it was Aaron Sterling. He was just at the shop that I okay. was at. Anyways, I do have a very funny story. Um, <laughs> um, what I just said was a lie. Um, no, it, oh, was okay. it was true. It yeah, was true. It was just a, like yeah. my friends walked to the shop, and I was like, oh, I'll stay behind. And then they come back and be like, we met Aaron Sterling. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, so like, I just want to, I just kind of like piggyback on that story
3: and be like, yeah, I'm yeah, glad I that there. you came clean to me. We Thank talked you. about lying in a previous episode, and yeah, this I is Yeah, I lied just for growth. the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would have never known. I would have never caught you. You could have gotten away with
2: it. But here is an even better lie. So me and my friend, we were five people, right? Three of them met Aaron Sterling. Me and my friend Luke stayed back. And then me and Luke were just like, damn, that would have been cool to meet Aaron Sterling. I guess like in Nashville, you can just meet anyone in in music. And then we're at Krispy Kreme Donuts getting food for everyone. And then we'd see a bald guy. and, And Luke goes, you think that's Moby? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's that's Moby right there. Oh my god, we just ran into Moby. So then uh, we get back to the Airbnb and we're like, oh my god, everyone, like, because we want to be included too, right? Sure, yeah. And we're like, you won't believe who we ran into at Krispy Kreme Donuts. Moby. And then my friend Johnny starts singing one of his songs back at us, and it was like, that Moby? And I go, sure. <laughs> I only know that he made
3: instrumentals in his bald, but sure, we can go with those lyrics. I didn't even know he sang. I thought they were just like samples or like other. That's people.
2: what I thought. So yeah. I was
3: shocked to hear that. I
2: just said, yeah, yeah, sure. Just go and, with it,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: Something else though, to completely hop around. Big John Mayer fan. Um, but sure, sure. I wanna think it's so fucked how Taylor Swift's dating history was like berated throughout all of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Because she was like a teenager in early 20s just and like why dating are we criti- hot guys
3: in the industry yeah why like, are that's we criticizing
2: normal. taylor swift for dating people like john mayer why aren't we criticizing
3: the 32 year old dating the 19 year old taylor <laughs> swift that's it's weird i think it's because of the music i think because taylor made so many breakup songs that it was easy to dunk on her which she is like getting manipulated by older men yeah it's not her fault I mean, like she's just she's with older guys that she shouldn't be with in the industry and making songs about. And everybody's like, LMAO, look at this teenage girl." But it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of the issue, isn't it? Like that poor woman. Yeah, you know,
2: Jake Gyllenhaal, twenty nine, Taylor Swift, twenty years old. Like it's it's all a large gap. Yeah,
3: yeah, uh, uh, yeah.
2: I think it. I think it's a little weird. Like. You know, you you can say it's like it's it's life phase, right? Like it's it's less about age. But sure. I just I am 26. And what the fuck do I have in common with the 20 year old?
3: Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. I'm I'm 33. And yeah. it's like I can't even look at anybody like I would never look at anybody. Uh, you know, obviously I'm married. But if I wasn't like under 25 is like. But I if I was can't. looking for a mistress. Yeah. If I was trying to have an affair, you know, my DMs are yeah. open, by the way. Uh, please don't DM me. I shouldn't have said that. Please God, please God, don't DM me. I was kidding. My, I already get enough DMs from you people. Mal, if you're watching, I, I love you, the mother of my child. I love you to death. You are my soulmate. Thank you so. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. That just passed. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I could Happy not. Happy Mother's have, Day. Let's have an affair. I can't, <laughs> I can't have anything in common with anybody that's under twenty five. It I think I can't peaked my happen. mic for that one, but it felt it felt good. It was worth it. Yeah. You get the one time on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the most fuckable person in the history, in history from Reddit. There's a mm-hmm. list here. Reliable Hel- source. Yeah. Helen of Troy is number one. Um, sure. Isn't that the face, right? The face that launched the se- Thousand Six ships or Helen something. Helen of Troy? Yeah. I think that's what it is. They there was like a war fought for her. What if she oh. was just ugly as hell by today's standards? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, Genghis Khan who had sex with everybody. Um, Linda, Bro, sex Carter. was different back then. It had to be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Linda Carter? Is that Oh not Wonder Jimmy? Woman? Yeah. No, I don't think it's Jimmy. Yeah, the I original one is Woman. that okay. is that the first lady? <laughs> I was wondering that too. I was like, wait, who's Jimmy Carter's what? Okay, not her. Okay, I don't know Linda Carter. She's Oh, okay. She's okay. So, um
2: it's what Google suggested was Linda Carter wallpaper. So, if you really want to get a
3: taste <laughs> of it, that's what you search. I found out. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's your dad's one crush. That's your dad's hall pass. If they that's, ever met, that's your dad's pinup in the garage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Henry VIII, uh, who did get down? Henry Cavill, who I do get is Henry Cavill. That's guy. a more like modern form of attraction. But Very I would like modern. to
2: skip ahead a little bit. Benjamin Franklin.
3: Hell yeah, bro. He's smart as hell. I'm attracted to the brain, bro. That thing go electric.
2: I don't um, know. That's bizarre. So if, if anyone's looking up Benjamin Franklin on Google Images, I'd encourage you to look at the fifth image that you see when that happens. Because I am attracted <laughs> to Benjamin Franklin, the lightning wielder.
3: Holding up the fucking key with lightning with angel cherubs behind him. What a fucking lord, dude. Anyways, next on the list, Cleopatra.
2: Sure. Yeah. Which I got to say, um, I get it. One hundred percent, I get it. I don't understand why, like, super ancient Egyptian stuff, like just the culture of it, is so revered as like sexy. Yeah, me neither. I don't get it. And like, the thing is, like, I I will say, like, that's something that appeals to me, and I don't really get it. Right. Like, I I don't understand. I can't explain it. I think about you want you want another example of it. Sure.
3: Let's talk about the own, the Animal Crossing villager with the most porn. Ah, uh, and there it is. I was waiting for you to say it, and I wish that you didn't, but you Why? opened it's up the bottle. Why? It's just a factor of pop culture. You opened up the bottle. Yeah, that one. Go ahead. Anka? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was just... What, what do you mean? There's ahead, bro. In this. Talk about I thought about was a safe
2: space. Talk I just <laughs> think it like it's Egyptian, and it falls in the category of what I was saying. I don't understand it, but I... Next topic.
3: Next topic. I, I,
2: what kills I don't think me, you're a coward for not talking but- <laughs> to me I'm peaking this mic so much today. Oh, my God.
3: I feel like the Anka thing is more, I think it's less the Egyptian thing and more the casual. Um, How do I not show my hand a little bit? I do know about the character. I have not seen the animation, not be on TikTok, not the full thing. What uh, right, pussy will I have? What I do you think want to it's say the, about that. <laughs> I think you know what? I bet I would love it if I did watch it, but you know, I just haven't partaken. I think it's the casual dismissal more than anything, right? Because she's like, she looks down on you. That's what the people like. I think it's mm-hmm. more that than the whole thing. It's solely
2: theme. the animation. I do think like a huge resurgence came from the animation, right? But I, I think like, I don't know why Egyptian culture is, like, ancient Egyptian culture is almost, like, so fetishized. I don't get it. Kind like, of. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm very aware, and I acknowledge it, but
3: the presence of it confuses me. It would be like if colonial America was sexualized. Yeah. Why? What's What happened here? Yeah, I think it's, it's just... the decadence of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's so many colors, and there's so much gold. Uh, The ancient Egyptian, like... Clothing always has... You know, it's hot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's always a belly out. I think there's... I don't know. like
2: Even in Overwatch, when they had, like, Farah and Anna, like, two Egyptian characters, like, they were Mm. very
3: popular for reasons. But I just don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we know what Cleopatra looked like. Because everybody says that she was hot, and she slept with everybody, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that was so long ago. We don't have any... I, I don't think there's any, like, actual... Uh, I mean I'm looking what at a she picture like.
2: right now of like what we say she looks like and what she actually looked like and I mean I I'd, I'd believe that she's not as hot as like all the, the media portrays her to be
3: sure yeah there's like a classic portrayal of her in that movie oh God the old ass movie with the with the famous lady oh my God I don't remember Uh I'm looking at it now. When you ser- Elizabeth Taylor, that's Elizabeth. who played her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. That's like the famous portrayal that everybody thinks of. But apparently, she had this big ass nose. I <laughs> it says Brightside uh, Media. I yeah. don't know. And anyways, on the list of most fuckable people, Emily Dickinson. Was she the girl that was like locked in an attic for a long time? No, that was and Anne I, Frank. No, it wasn't. No, it. I knew you were gonna say that. No, no, oh, no. Okay, okay. I'm I, sorry. I think, I think Emily Dickinson, like, was she locked in a closet? Do I not know this about Emily Dickinson? No, I think she isolated herself or something. Hold on, uh, Emily Dickinson isolation. Yeah, she put herself in. Yeah, she. I don't think she went in an well, attic. Well, it that, says she lived most of her life in isolation. Okay, but not in an attic. That's my fault. I should have said in. Like, okay. Yeah, that's on yeah, me. I
2: thought that was a massive confusion on your part. I was like, <laughs> you are confusing
3: history, my friend. Those are very different period. I gave you an easy layup to dunk. I really did <laughs> on me, on me. I yeah. set up the ball for you. I get it. I We're get wearing it. different jerseys, brother, and you're still helping <laughs> me out. I just went to the
2: wrong goal. Yeah, it's on me. It's on, that's on. my point. Yeah, plan. so uh, Emily Dickinson, the poet. Uh, well, okay, I, I like Not to my question type. the Not validity type, of the this Reddit thread of most fuckable person. Like, I thought it was pr- proposing a list of the most fucking people in history because you you lead with right. Hello yeah, Detroit, yeah, yeah. Genghis Khan, Henry VIII. So, like, when you put henry cavill on this list i'm kind of like oh maybe i didn't know he has those kind of numbers next to cleopatra benjamin franklin but i think emily (laughs) dinkinson is the one who's making me like i think this list is just weird actually
3: right yeah especially if she's already a recluse and it's not even like hottest women because she's like i've got a you know we have footage of what she looked like she's 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 an olive oil looks like wednesday adams yeah (laughs) She looks like she's haunting a Victorian manor today. You know, I I don't. <laughs> no, no, no need to elaborate on the joke. You, we got it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly guys, what it looks like. You guys know.
2: You guys get the picture. I dare all of you to look in a mirror with the lights off and say Emily Dickinson three
3: times. <laughs> Come and recite poetry for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this list anymore. Emily Dickinson. That's insane. Where do we even get it? I don't know. Reddit strikes again. I guess I, I, I don't think, even know what the, the what the qualifications yeah. were. Okay, well, I think this is
2: perhaps the weirdest dinner party of people I've ever seen. <laughs> what,
3: what do Emily Dickinson and Genghis Khan have in common? Oh boy, that that sounds like a lovely time. They would sit at opposite ends of the table, though. It blows my mind the facts about Genghis Khan. By the way, uh, I I feel pretty ignorant on the topic of him. If you'd like to, it's something like me. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's something like his his genes are still in like twelve percent of the world worldwide. Whoa. If that makes it like he is he is an like, ancestor. Dude just fucked that much? Yeah. Hold saying? on, oh, okay. Genghis Khan ancestry. I'm trying to think. Genghis Khan um, ancestor. How much did Genghis Khan, Lay, Pipe. One in 200 men are direct descendants of Genghis Khan.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba da ba ba ba.
3: Apparently. He was a prolific lover. 8% of all men, apparently, living in the region of the former Marvel Empire. Prolific. I never expect a lover to come out of it. Yeah, those sound like two different... Like, prolific is very professional,
2: you know? I just learned a new word today by learning about Genghis Khan. Uh,
3: concubine. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's like a harem. Isn't that the same thing? Um, It is... <laughs> the, the exact definition
2: is a woman who lives with a man, but has lower status than his wife.
3: Ah. So it's more like... One woman. It's not. I thought concubine yeah. was like a, a a group, but no. It's like a mistress, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a lawful mistress.
2: Got you. Okay. It's so yeah. Genghis Khan had six wives and about five hundred concubines.
3: Jeez.
2: Yeah. Save uh, some for us, brother. Point five percent of the entire Earth's male population are genetically related to Genghis Khan. Oh my god. Unbelievable, dude was sexing. Wait, hold up. Apparently, uh, okay, so this person says that he had about 50 wives in his total lifetime. Um, Uh Most of them would involve trading routes. It was all political. Um, Concubines was probably anywhere between five to 20,000. Jeez. Okay. Um, Yeah, and it says he never had sex with the same woman twice.
3: (laughs) Bro is a Somali.
2: That's <laughs> so, unreal. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Yahoo Answers and, or er, Yahoo Answers type site, and Jinri Hansen, uh, giving, giving me his testimony for why he's correct, is saying that Genghis Khan slept with roughly 50,000 women. There's no way.
3: You can't. How? Your body would dry up like a raisin, there's not enough water. Okay, so... Are we doing
2: the math? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I want to <laughs> know. How he old... age.
2: ...when he died. I got to know that. Okay, so he was 60 when he died. So let's say, how old do you think he was when he first laid pipe? Because I want to guess something like 13, 14. Probably younger. Probably 12. So you want to just give him, let's say 48, 48 years. years of sexual yeah. activity? Yeah. 48 divided... I guess 50,000 divided by 48. Um... That is an average of one thousand forty-one women
3: per year. Yeah, it's it's three a day, which that is, is, or three at once if you're Genghis Khan. Oh wait, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, you you can stack those numbers actually. Yeah, do you do you have? Okay, it's not like to completion. It's, it's if you enough you say you had sex, right? If it's just a pump. Then yeah. that's, you could do that easy. I mean, if okay. you
2: were to do one a day, that is 136 years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he didn't make it. He didn't make it that long. No.
2: Oh my God, that is st- a tiring, that, that is like an itinerary.
3: Like you have an assistant for that. Yeah, there's no way. You, I can't believe he had five to 20,000 concubines. How do you keep them straight? Like, how do you claim women across the the? They didn't have- a messenger. Honestly, how do you stop them from unionizing at that point? <laughs> <laughs> they need better conditions,
2: frankly. I picture them like just in a you know in a castle, right? Like they all live in in the bottom floor of <laughs> Fortress Khan. Yeah. Dude Whoa. is just stacking. He's hoarding at this point. He's inventing new positions. He's inventing he's playing roller coaster tycoon with women. <laughs> <laughs> new game plus. Yeah, that's so, too much. That feels like a
3: good place to say, "Ding, ding, ding, we're done." How did we get here? How did this happen? From Morbius to Genghis Khan, what happened? Not just Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan's extravagant love life. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this has become a podcast celebrating the the exploits of the most prolific love makers in history. But from Genghis Khan to Richard Dawson. <laughs> Talked about him, he just kissed, but you know, we're really just as far as we know. Yeah, well, as far yeah. Yeah, On camera anyway. You know, we're just I'm just amazed by all this. All right, Morbius start into uh casting into Doctor 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 Who. Who. Right, 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 right. Into casting. I think we stayed on
2: those two for a while and I felt like this is a pretty tame episode. And I think it spun off the
3: wheels faster than anything else we've ever done. (laughs) Went into fun romps, whether it's like Breakfast Club into raunchy comedies. I know uh, that Celebrity Testicles was a huge pivot point for us. Right. We started
2: talking about something else. Oh, we started talking about Metroid and like clothing. And I remember I said something you didn't like, and you hard pivoted to so talking about Celebrity Testicles. Right. Yep. And then we started going down. The
3: Adam Sandler showed up early. Yeah, I mean, he we did, passed. That. which There's makes sense. A couple of that,
2: yeah. Talked about celebrities doing nude shots, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. dating 30-year-old men. Right. Um,
3: And, and then... Ben and, Franklin.
2: I, yeah, I feel like we were just talking about nude scenes, and then you brought up the most fuckable person in history <laughs> from a Reddit thread. Yeah. And that filled, like, the last t- 15, 20 minutes of... Helen of Troy, Genghis Khan, Linda Carter—we could talk eighth. about
3: that for hours, bro. That this, this yeah. blows
2: my mind There's even still. There's a lots of analyzing. This that. is shocking,
3: but we're here at the end now. Um, oh, and what and we've learned, what there yep. is one important thing that we did learn.
2: Yeah, Emily Dickinson is a different person than Anne Frank. Yeah, Zach, thank
3: God we figured that out. I, I was stumped on that one. Emily Dickinson. Well, oh, they both wrote a lot. You know, they have more in common. They both had you might diaries. Think. Yep, <laughs> had diaries. You know, their works are still revered today. Uh, middle schoolers required also, reading. Isn't that pretty intrusive
2: to publish her diary? Yeah, it feels like such fiction. But didn't like the Anne Frank house really not like that? I would probably be mad about it. Yeah, I I feel like I I read something like they they curated the diary, and then after everyone died, they started releasing
3: the full diary. Oh, that's kind of fucked up then. Yeah. I bet they didn't make a lot of money from it. I think that's the bigger issue, is like, you could probably take that diary and and, and find loopholes and legalities to not pay out the... Now I'm interested. I'm going to look that up. I'm curious. Did they pay out the family, No way. No way! We can talk about it. We We have have to hide it.
2: Okay, we have to right. hide it. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, anyways, Ging con calling late pipe. See you guys next week. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallon, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's Just for Drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw